Welcome to the Fire Returners Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and today we'll be talking about conductive energy devices. And if you don't know what those are, stay tuned. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to the website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Mantis X. The Mantis X is a must-have for any serious firearm instructor. The Mantis X is a high-tech, lightweight, precision sensor that attaches to a gun, analyzes the shooter's movement patterns, and displays all the information in real time on a smartphone or tablet. The Manus X gives instructors objective, data-driven feedback on things that you and I can't see so that you can coach your students more effectively. Get 10% off with promo code FTP10 at mantisx.com. Today, we have Sarah Morell from Taser to talk about products and how instructors can get certified to teach their classes. Welcome, Sarah. How are things going today for you? Hey, Rob. Thank you. Everything's going good. I'm super excited to be a part of the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. That's, this is really great to have you on because I know we we talked a little bit at the USCCA Expo about having you on. And now we're, we're uh, getting into the uh, episodes that are getting really fun because these are kind of the training and the uh, uh, skills that can really differentiate a trainer one from the other. And if you're going to be a complete trainer, I think you've got to have not only your good firearms, good hand-to-hand, but you also have to have, you know, something else. What are you going to use in those non-permissive environments or for some place or somewhere where you can't use a firearm? So before we get into that, can you give our listeners a little bit of your background, Sarah? Yeah, so I am the, I run the civilian training program for Taser Self-Defense. Uh, prior to taking over this civilian program, I was on the law enforcement side of things. I was law enforcement trainer um, and came on to Taser, now Axon, on the law enforcement training team there. And then was on that team for about four years, then switched over and, and took over the civilian side of things here. So um, just a little bit of my background. I, I'm super passionate about training. I think Having that competency is what makes people really confident to use their weapon in a safe and effective manner. Um, so I really have a passion for training. I, I love everything that has to do, you know, in the world of training and uh, super happy to be to be here at Taser. Well, that's really great. Well, hey, we want to talk about today about, you know, the Taser products and what Taser has from an instructor standpoint. Um, I looked up on your website before the podcast and you've got a couple different products out there, the Taser Pulse, the Taser Light, and the Taser Professional. Uh, can you give us a quick kind of breakdown about which ones are which? Because um, I, I think some are, some are law enforcement only, some are civilian only, and just kind of let us know uh, what our listeners, what, what each one of those are so we can kind of focus on, on what, are, what we need for our classrooms. Absolutely. So the civilian devices, the Taser Pulse Plus is our civilian device that causes full neuromuscular incapacitation or that full body lockup. Um, And that's a 30 second exposure. The Taser Strike Light is our contact stun device. So that's a pain compliance device or deterrent doesn't cause that full body lockup. It's a flashlight. It's a stun device kind of meant to be used as a deterrent or, or pain compliance. Um, We have our professional series devices, the X26P and the X2. 
that are available for consumer use if they choose to purchase it. They're really made for professional use, law enforcement, private security guard. It's a five second exposure rather than the 30, uh, but they are available for, for civilian purchase as well. Uh, our Taser 7 is the only device that we have that's law enforcement only, not available for civilian purchase. Well, you got, there's a very complete lineup there that you can go along and carry a whole lot of stuff. Now, if I was going to carry this, where are they legal and where are they not legal? Because I'm not a taser person, so obviously I can't speak from experience, and yeah. that's why we have you on today. Yeah, so uh, the only two states we're currently illegal in are Rhode Island and Hawaii. We're legal in every other state. Uh, there are some states that require a permit or background uh, to own or to purchase, um, but for the majority of states, we have a full list on buy.taser.com under customer service and state requirements. We have a full list of every state and what's required for ownership for that state. Um, but the only two states we're currently illegal in are Rhode Island and Hawaii, legal in every other state. Very good. Now, one of the things, a lot of our listeners, we teach firearm training. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we all know about non-permissive environments where we can't take firearms and different things like that. Um, I know we can't cover every state in the uh, 30 minutes we have here but when it comes down to carrying them is it is a taser more acceptable legally when it comes to people taking them into non-permissive environments yes so we are not classified as a firearm the cew uses nitrogen capsule as propellant there's no gunpowder um, so that allows us to not be under that firearm classification so when something says no firearms allowed you can take your taser into that environment now, if it says no weapons allowed, that's a different story, right? But uh, with no firearms, the CW is not considered a firearm. So it is permissible in those locations. I, that's really neat to know because one of the challenges that every person who wants to be responsible and, t- and be for themselves and their family is, what do I do when I go to that movie theater? What do I do when I go to church? What do I do when I go to different places where I can't take a firearm? We don't want to break the law, obviously, but can't, can't necessarily, um, you know, do the primary, you know, what's my secondary. And that's, that's where I think a taser really, really kind of, uh, shines is be able to go along and have that, uh, available to you. Now, as much as we were talking about, we've got the different products and where we can go to find out where they're legal and how we can, what does, what do instructors need to do to get with you in order to become certified so they can start offering classes to their students? Yeah. So as far as the certification certification class for instructors, uh, we make it really easy to attend the class. Every class is done over video. Um, so there's no travel required for the classes. If there is a, a business or company that wants to certify 10 instructors or more, I can come out to you. Um, it doesn't have to be over video if you would prefer to do it in person. We can do that as well. But um, basically, it's about a three-hour online class, sometimes a little bit less, just depending on how many students and how many questions come up and all of that. Uh, but it's a, a licensing deal. Um, so it's a two-year certification. They would go online to buy.taser.com click on training, become a civilian trainer. Um, There's an application there that's filled out. They have to be either an NRA instructor, USCCA instructor, current or retired law enforcement, or have gone through one of our uh, law enforcement 
training classes on, on that side to kind of meet the barrier of entry. So they would fill out the application with their information. That comes straight to me. Um, I either can approve or deny the application. Once it's approved, you would pay a licensing fee. Um, there's a couple options available there. Either a basic license, meaning you're paying just for the license itself, or we have a pro available, which comes with five devices, 20 cartridges, 10 targets. Um, so kind of like a full kit to kind of get started on, on your training classes there. That's 1500 The basic is 550 And again, that's good for two years. Um, so in terms of the actual class, it's, you know, pretty short class. It's all done on video. It's easily accessible and no travel required for that. That's good. And then for their two year renewal, you're just paying that five fifty. Correct. Or, yep. you know, whatever the current, current cost is at that point, the five fifty four. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always trying to figure out how we can, you know, make the best deal for the instructor base and, and our cohort, cohort group there. So um, looking to maybe hopefully put in a deal for recertification, but as of right now, it's, it's that 550 fee. Okay. Well, hopefully uh, when you make a change, you'll come back onto the podcast and we can announce it on the podcast for our listeners to be the first ones to, to know what's, what's going on with that. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, what kind of classes do the instructors who get certified use the tasers in it? I mean, is it their own or are they just going out and doing, you know, one-on-one -on -one classes? You know, what, what should our instructors be thinking about when they're thinking about, should I get this or not? And what, what kind of classes could they be putting on? Yeah. So we, uh, we kind of hold that very open-ended. Uh, the instructor has a lot of say on what kind of classes they want to teach, how they want to do it. We give them materials that must be covered during the class. So we say you must instruct on this, you know, you have to show this full PowerPoint presentation uh, in its entirety. Outside of that, you can add in things. So if you're doing a non-lethal uh, class, you know, say you're doing OC spray, uh, the CWs, you know, defensive tactics training, whatever it may be, you can add those in as long as all of the material that we ask that you present is presented. Uh, we get a lot of people that tack it on to the end of a CCW class as well. So if people get go through the CCW class and they say, you know what, I'm just not quite uh, comfortable with the legality of using a firearms in self-defense or something like that once they become educated on what's involved with that, then they say, okay, well, you know, if, if that isn't for you, here's another option. And they'll, you know, can offer the, the taser at that point, the taser device. Or they just do, like a lot of our local shops here in Arizona, do taser specific classes. Um, so they have, you know, a class just like with basic, you know, firearms or basic pistol, it would be a taser CEW uh, self-defense class that they offer separately. We don't dictate uh, how what's charged. So you can charge whatever you'd like for the class. You can offer it with the purchase of a device. It's really up to the instructor how they conduct all that and what they want to charge and how they want to structure all that and build packages. You have full control over that. The only thing that I ask is you tell me how many people went through the class. I don't need names. I don't need numbers. I don't need any of the student information. Just, a, hey, I had 10 people go through, I had 50 people go through or anything like that. So I can just keep records of that on my side. But uh, that's really kind of open-ended. We're seeing across the board, a lot of people, you know, we have people that are being hired on by like women's self-defense groups to come in and teach a taser class. And um, we, you know, we allow all of that as long as the information that we ask is presented. How, how long is that information that every class is required to, to uh, go uh, 
to hear and be presented? Yeah, it's an average of uh, two to three hours. Okay. Depending on how long, usually it takes the full three hours if you're doing hands-on training as well at the end. So if you're going through the drills, actually firing cartridges, you know, that kind of thing, uh, that usually extends it out to three hours. Otherwise, with just classroom content, about two hours. As instructors, are we required to go along and get shot by our students? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's actually no voluntary exposures allowed in new classes with this con with consumer device. Okay. So, I, I just know law enforcement officers who, you know, before they carry, everybody's got to go through and be, and be tased at least once. So I wanted yeah. to ask that out there and yeah. in case anybody's sitting there thinking that, Hey, I got to be in front of the camera. My wife's got to, you know, shoot me in order to get certified <laughs> or something else like that, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, let no people know about that. Not required. We do, if you want me to come out, if you have a full group of people that want exposures, I'll be more than happy to come out and take care of that for you. Or <laughs> if you happen to be on vacation in Arizona, stop by HQ. I'll be more than happy to, to give you a ride. But uh, we no no exposures in end user classes. So it's not well, that's, that, that's That's good because I know that raises liability. If anybody really wants to go along and actually see uh, this in action, I know at the USCCA Expo, you went yes. along and tased uh, both Heather and uh, yeah. who's the gentleman? I, I, I I'm drawing a blank. I can't. I can't think of his name. Maybe Justin. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna apologize. To no, it's ju it's Justin. That's right. Yeah, in the in the training group. So sorry about that, Justin. If you're listening, for some reason I was drawing a blank. I just think about Heather uh, took it, yeah. but they were both uh, very big troopers when it came yeah. to uh, taking those. And um, I know especially talking to Heather after it, it happened. Um, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, mm -hmm. but you definitely feel it still the next day. I mean, it's not one of those things where you jump up and say, Hey, okay, that's who's next. It yeah, uh, definitely gets your attention. I mean, you can imagine that's a five second exposure that I gave to them. We use the law enforcement devices for volunteer exposures. Uh, so if you can imagine the civilian exposure is 30 seconds. So it's six times as long as what they received on stage there at the USCCA conference. So, I mean, it's a, it's a fairly significant, uh, we always say people aren't in a hurry to jump up and continue an attack after that 30 second ride, right? They're a lot of times laying on the ground, kind of contemplating what life choices brought them to this moment and, and how they can <laughs> avoid it in the future, you know, but yeah, with five seconds, your muscles go from zero to 60, right? A full lockup for those full five seconds. So it definitely, you, you feel the, you know, the muscle soreness the next day, probably for a few days, in fact. Yep. Well, I know. Heather, Heather had some, uh, marks from the barbs that, you know, <laughs> where they implant it and everything, um, yeah. you know, non-lethal, you know, which is what we're trying to get at. But at the same time, it definitely, uh, left a mark as they say. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I know you said that, uh, taser doesn't dictate what the classes can be, uh, sold at and what the content is except for the required content. But when mm -hmm. it comes to having students in class and we get them all excited that they can use a taser, they can defend themselves and carry it in non-promotive environments and places like that. Mm -hmm. um, are there options to where we can go along and sell the actual devices to the students right there in class and capitalize upon their enthusiasm? Absolutely. So as instructors, you automatically have dealer access as well. So you have access to our wholesale site to buy the products at, at dealer prices and then become, you know, resell them uh, for profit. And so you definitely have uh, the ability to do that. Or you can sign up to be like an affiliate through our program if you don't want to take on inventory or sell them, you know, in your in your current shop. Uh, you can 
come on as an affiliate. We will give you an affiliate link and then your students can use that link to purchase uh, the device on the website and then you would get credit for, for that. Very cool. And for our listeners also, uh, Sarah and I were talking about, there will be a uh, code that you can go along and use at checkout that will be in the show notes. So before you run out and uh, buy everything, go down the show notes. Uh, this is one of those tests to make sure you're reading the show notes and yeah. you'll be able to find the uh, discount code in order to do that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one question for you. If I or my students or user use their taser in a defensive situation. Uh, are they required to have to go out and buy a whole new taser? No. So uh, there's a couple of options. You Say you use it in self-defense scenario. Uh, you deploy it. The person locks up, goes down. You drop the device, get to safety, right? Mm -hmm. If you come back with law enforcement, uh, if the device is gone, we just need you to send in, a, send in a copy of that police report. That actually comes straight to me. Um, once we receive that, then we can replace the device for free under what's called our safe escape guarantee. If you are uh, there with the device and law enforcement comes, what you would actually just do is take the cartridge out, load in the new cartridge, and you're all set to go. So the, the cartridge itself is a single deploy multi-cycle, meaning those probes are going to go downrange one time. And once those probes are downrange and in the attacker, it can be cycled multiple times if need be. So it, you can do a 30-second cycle or if need be, you know, do multiple cycles. Um, so the cartridge would be the only thing that would need to be replaced. But if for any reason you got you left, got to safety, came back, the device was gone, we'll replace it under that safe escape guarantee. So you, you wouldn't have to get a brand new device. We would replace that for you. That, that is uh, really neat. And yeah. uh, hopefully Glock, Smith & Wesson, Springfield, all those guys are uh, listening and they'll do the same type yeah. of thing for their firearms, but I got a feeling they probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, it, when it comes to these conductive energy uh, devices and weapons, how safe are they? I mean, you hear about police having unfortunate situations where they've had to deploy them and then somebody goes along and, and dies from, from the uh, from being hit with the taser. Is that common? Is, uh, how, how safe is it for somebody if they're worried about that? Yeah, we've actually had zero reported deaths on the civilian side. So with the civilian use, we've had zero reported deaths. Uh, for the law enforcement, a lot of times it's listed as secondary cause of death. So say somebody was fleeing from an officer, officer drew their taser, deployed it, the uh, person locked up and fell and hit their head on a curb or, or something like that, right? It's, it's listed as a second uh, cause of of death in that case. Um, in terms of exposures, I've been a part of a couple thousand exposures. Uh, where I've had a couple people cry. It's been the worst, worst thing I've seen so far. I've personally had four exposures. So just in terms of my confidence in the safety of the device, I've willingly been exposed four times, uh, rather other than some sore muscles, you know, there's been no ill effects. Um, so I, you know, in terms of safety, they are, extremely safe. We've done a lot of medical testing uh, on the device and safety testing. We're probably one of the most tested weapons out there in, in terms of safety and medical. Um, but, I, you know, and even with people with pacemakers, we've done testing with people with pacemakers. Um, and the crazy thing with electricity is it's so lazy, right? It'll go between the probes. So like Heather had, you know, piercings, ears pierced or anything. She's like, do I need to take these out? not required because the electricity is just going from the device down the wires to the probe, to the other probe, 
back down the wire to the device. It's just kind of hitting there. It's not, even though you feel the effects in your entire body, the electricity is really just staying between those two probes, which is why, like when we do voluntary exposures, people, you have people on either side supporting them and they're not feeling the effects of the device, even though they're in full contact with the person, right? So um, I have full confidence in the safety of the device. Obviously anything's possible. I would never say 100% that something won't happen because anything's possible, you know, but um, I've, I have enough confidence. Like I said, I've, I've, you know, gone through it four times myself. And Well, I think if we're doing our jobs as trainers and instructors and yeah. teaching our students to A, avoid the situation and right. B, you know, try to deescalate and do those types of things that if we do have to deploy a taser type of uh, device against somebody and something unfortunately does happen, at least we can rest assured that, Hey, we tried to deescalate and try to get away from doing those types of things. Um, right. I've, I've got a very curious point and you may or may not know the answer to this, but it just kind of occurred to me because a few of the videos that I've seen bounced around on uh, Facebook uh, recently, yeah. but are tasers effective against animals? Yes. Uh, so we have a lot, we've done a lot of, uh, well, I shouldn't say we've done a lot of testing, I don't know to the extent of animal testing that they've done here at HQ, and I don't want to make anybody angry in the company, but um, there's a lot of, I should say, there's a lot of videos out there of uh, use of case scenarios, the CW versus animal. Um, so especially with law enforcement, dogs attacking, you know, as long, you would have to camp the device sideways, so both probes went into the body of the, mm -hmm. of the animal. But there's videos with, uh, you know, taser CW versus bull. So they've used it against bulls, a bull, uh, on YouTube and bull has full lockup. It works on that brain to muscle communication, locks up the muscles. So um, it's effective on animals. Alaska Fish and Game uses it uh, for bears that get into the trash areas. They will. That's what I was going to ask next. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, because recently I've seen bears, deer, yeah. and elk that have, you know, gotten pissed off at people. <laughs> and it just, it, it's one of those things where. Wildlife does what wildlife does. I mean, right. it's just that simple. The problem yeah. is when people get involved and it's like, oh, you know, somebody's going to get injured. Yeah. And that's where, unfortunately, you know, bears or, you know, the animals a lot of times pay the price. But in having a taser device, um, not that I would say I would, would want to bet my entire life as a grizzly's uh, running toward me on it. But I'd, it would be an option if you've got a bear that, you know, is around your house or something else like that. And you can shoot it, you know, through the window or do something where you're in relatively safety and still, still be able to incapacitate the animal until, you know, fish and game or somebody else came along to help out. That, that is interesting. No, I, for our listeners who did not ask Sarah that beforehand, it just yeah. popped into my mind as she was talking about the muscular lockup and everything else like that, because you see a bunch of videos and you just kind of wonder how effective a tool like that, when you have fur, when you have um, different animals, how effective it, it really would be. So right. you surprised me, Sarah. Yeah. You've, you've <laughs> tested a little bit. And um, that, that is uh, good to know that even, uh, even if you're out hiking someplace, maybe mm -hmm. a taser is a little better for you to have in a national park something where, where maybe you can't have a uh, firearm, but guess what? You can have a taser, and if that bear charges at you, you can go along and charge it. And if you do deploy it and hold on to it, you can go along and get a, get a free replacement. That is a uh, very good, good deal overall. I, I like that safe escape uh, guarantee because uh, – Yeah. 
put it this way. It's, uh, you go along and do something and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, now you owe a couple hundred dollars for this, a couple hundred dollars for that, plus any legal fees. And yeah, it's uh, going to be a very expensive uh, day for you, to say the least. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, great information, Sarah. Great information. Where can instructors find out more about Taser and the class offerings you have, timings for them and different things like that, if they're interested in finding out more information? Absolutely. So on our website, buy, it's B-U-Y dot T-A-S-E-R dot com. So buy dot taser dot com. Click on training at the top and then become a civilian trainer. All of our course dates are listed on that page there, as well as uh, what the barriers of entry are. So what's required to apply, all of the licensing that we offer, the program, the basic, the pro package, what comes with it is all listed there. And also uh, you can email me directly team at taser.com. It's T-E-A-M at T-A-S-E-R.com. That email comes straight to me. So I'd be more than happy to provide any further information or answer any questions about the program as well. And I'll include those in the show notes so that if you didn't hear before, look in the show notes to get your discount code for on your instructor training. Yeah. Uh, And also you'll find the links and the email address that Sarah was just, just going along giving us. Remember, Taser gives us a 20% discount on Pulse Plus cartridges and accessories by using promo code FTP20 at checkout. Again, Taser will get you 20% off on the Pulse Plus cartridges and accessories using code FTP20. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We have a few requests out there. First of all, go out, encourage fellow instructors to follow us on social media. Instagram, Facebook, and to go along and subscribe to our podcast. We are having great success in having a lot of people follow us, but I think there's more instructors out there um, from our episode with the NRA. They said they had, had over 100,000 instructors, and we're not anywhere close to that right now. So if you've got another instructor, suggest it to them. When you're at the range, suggest it to them. Ask them if they've thought about Taser, and when they saw it, ah, didn't know anything about it. This would be a great episode to say, hey, listen to it. And you can hear about all kinds of different products and training uh, tips to make them a better instructor and ultimately better responsible gun owners for it. Visit our sponsors site at Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com. Check out their instructor insurance. Said it before, I'll say it again. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage, both for you and for your students in case something happens unexpectedly. And remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. If you have any questions, ideas for uh, future podcasts or feedback, email us at FTP at concealedcarry.com. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.